0: This story is in chronological order, so if this is your first time here, I do recommend you start from the beginning. Also, if you enjoy following the journey, will you please share this with one or two people that you think could be inspired by this podcast? I would love it even more if you could write a review on the platform you're listening from because it really, really, really does help increase the chances of others being able to find this. In last week's episode, I shared with you what my new product idea will be. This week, let's dive into the details of designing this new bag idea. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time, and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. Figuring out how to design this beach bag idea that has an insulated spout feature to it was a bit tricky for me to figure out how to get started. I knew I needed to understand what was already out there in the market for these types of things, but through that research, I also didn't want to feel like I was being influenced by the other products that i had found. I had this notion in my head that if I started to get influenced by other similar products, that meant my designs were not original. Of course, I wanted to design this original beach bag that felt like it was my own personal creation, as if there was nothing else already out there like this. I really wish I had the talent and skills to be able to draw out exactly what I wanted the bag to look like off the top of my head. Maybe this is how I should have or should not have thought about it, but regardless, I just felt like I had a few things working against me to be able to just think of this off the top of my head. The first thing is, I have zero design skills, and this felt like a major disadvantage because I needed to be able to offer some sort of visual graphics to the suppliers to help them understand what I wanted to create from scratch. Number two, I did need to understand what were the things that the customers liked and didn't like about similar types of bags that were already out there in the market. So doing this research in advance was super important. And three. I have zero design skills. I know, I know, I already mentioned this, but I just really wanted to emphasize this because for my previous experience with trying to design the Ziploc bag storage organizer, I made a few rookie mistakes. One major mistake I made with the first product is assuming that the suppliers would use the same common sense I used when putting a design together. While working through designing the Ziploc bag storage organizer with one of the suppliers, I learned that if I didn't explicitly say what I wanted them to design, they did not consider it on their own. As an example, for some reason, one supplier that was designing this Ziploc bag storage organizer with me had put different spacing widths between each of the Ziploc bag sections so that nothing looked symmetrical in the whole design. I had to explicitly tell him to redesign it so that the spacing between each Ziploc bag section was equal across the width of the whole product. For me, I didn't think that had to be mentioned. I just assumed that it would be common sense to make sure the Ziploc bag sections across the product were equally spaced to make the products look nice. Thank God I caught that error in the design phase before they fully created the sample or else I would have had a sample that had very uneven spacing. There were a few other examples like that where I learned I had to be very specific and explicit in my design requests, or else the samples would have had quote-unquote mistakes in them. So through this experience, I knew that being able to provide these new suppliers with a very visual design mock-up was going to be super important in building the product I wanted. So, what did I end up doing to help me start designing my own beach bag with the internal spout feature? Here's what I did I went to Google, did a search for these types of products, and found several bags that were already being sold online. I looked through different styles and started to think of ways to make my own version of a beach bag. Let me try to create this visual in your head of what my design looks like. To see the actual design in real life, check it out on my Instagram page linked in the show notes. Okay. So the beach bag itself will be made out of a thick canvas material. I'm gonna go with a solid black design because I feel like that is the most inclusive color to start off with. I'll be using what is called PU leather for the handles and the straps. It's also known as polyurethane leather, which is just a fancy way of saying artificial leather. The good thing is that this is also considered vegan leather so it feels super eco-friendly. There will be a semi-short PU leather handle at the center of the bag, just long enough to hang the beach bag over your shoulder, but short enough to where the bag will hang between your armpit and your waist. It will have a main zipper to open and close the beach bag as needed. To have additional options to close the bag or provide more security when the bag is zipped up, there will also be buckle straps positioned on either side of the main handle. These buckle straps will also be made of that same brown PU leather material. One more feature I added to increase or decrease the volume of the inside of the bag is to have these snap fasteners at the corner edges of the bag opening. When these snap fasteners are closed, the size of the bag decreases by just a bit, and when they're open, You just have a little bit more space to fit larger items like multiple beach towels, extra clothes, etc. I added large pockets on both sides of the outside of the beach bag to have an option to hold water bottles or anything else you can fit. Also, I want to try to create structure to the beach bag, so I will have to ask the suppliers to find a way to help allow the beach bag to stay upright as much as possible. Now, to describe the inside of the bag, the inner lining will also be solid black. I will have two pocket openings large enough to hold cards, phones, keys, or other small miscellaneous things. There will also be a little bit larger pocket on the inside with a zipper so that it can hold those larger items and keep them in a separate enclosed compartment now the main feature of this beach bag is the insulated liquid pouch with a built-in spout this pouch will have to be easy to remove from the beach bag so that the pouch can be filled very easily with the liquid as needed to make sure that this insulated pouch is able to sit upright i will create a separate insulated pocket inside of the beach bag as well this insulated pocket will have aluminum lining to help keep the liquids cold and to also insulate the moisture created by the condensation. The beach bag will also have an opening where the spout will be placed through when the spout is in use, and then it can be pushed back inside the bag when the spout is not in use. To help make sure I was not missing out on any important design features, I went and read through several product reviews and started taking notes on things that people were saying about similar products. I knew I wanted to have a design that incorporated improvements or modifications based on what consumers were already saying. So going through these reviews was an extremely helpful exercise. There were several things people had said in the reviews. So I focused on six of the comments to make sure I was incorporating them into my own product. I'll list out what these six comments were. The first comment was, that the insulated liquid pouch felt too thin and felt like it had a high potential of cracking or tearing. Number 2, someone else said that their insulated liquid pouch did end up tearing and that ended up getting wine all over them and their stuff. That is definitely something I need to avoid. The third feedback was from one of the customers, they felt like they immediately had to order pouch refills in order to use it again and they said it felt like it was too expensive to do so. For me, I should try to consider using a pouch that is easy to wash so that it could be reused nicely many times. Number four, the insulated liquid pouch did not keep the liquids cold, so this is something I definitely need to consider when testing out my samples. Number five, they found that filling the liquid pouch was easy, But when it came to inserting it and using the spout in the bag, it was much more awkward than they realized it would be. And six, one of the final comments I saw was related to the bag not being able to stand up steady enough to make it easy to access the spout or get it in a position that allowed for the spout to be used. These are some things I will definitely keep in mind as I finalize the design and build it out with the suppliers to create a more unique version. That I'm proud to call my own. So, that is the overall design of the bag I have so far. I hope I was able to convey enough of the design so you can imagine it in your head, but again, just head over to my Instagram page in the show notes to see how I had to mix and match design concepts to make it visual enough for suppliers to start working on mock up designs. Now that I have the designs, it's time to share it with the suppliers and start talking about how to bring the beach bag to life. I'll be ordering samples from a few different suppliers to get the process started. More on that next week. Let me give you a quick life recap. Last weekend, I flew to Morocco to attend my boyfriend's brother's wedding. Let's just say I did not get much sleep over the weekend. Here's what happened. I flew last Thursday from Dubai to Morocco, which was a surprising nine-hour direct flight. For some reason, I just assumed Morocco was not that far away, since it's in Africa, and Africa feels like it's just a neighboring continent. But Morocco is about as long of a flight as Dubai to London. Anyways... I get to Morocco late Thursday night and immediately fall asleep at my boyfriend's family's Airbnb. I was so exhausted. We woke up on Friday, had a little bit of breakfast, and we had to start running errands to prepare for the wedding. I had to rent some very fancy Moroccan dresses for the wedding, which was going to be a two-day wedding extravaganza. Day one of the wedding was on Saturday. We spent most of the day doing our hair, nails, and makeup appointments to get all pretty and fancy for the occasion. The wedding started at 9 p.m. and went non-stop all the way until 5.30 in the morning. I'm not joking. I maybe got three hours of sleep and had to wake up to start getting ready for day two. We arrived at the venue at 2 p.m. on Sunday, again looking all fancy and dressed up, The day was filled with music, dancing, and a lot of Moroccan traditions and food. It was nice to experience something very unique and traditional, but needless to say, I was extremely exhausted after all of that. Since my flight was Monday afternoon, I packed my suitcase after getting back to the Airbnb Sunday night and went to bed as soon as I could. I got back home to Dubai around 3.30 in the morning. And because I had to start working again Tuesday morning, I did not get much sleep. The last seven days have felt like such a blur, and trying to keep up with all the side projects has been difficult. I mean, if I'm being honest, it's been almost impossible. How I managed to get this episode done this week is almost a miracle. Okay, yeah, it did require staying up late to finish it, but I made a promise to myself that no matter what, I would remain consistent in publishing one episode a week, and so far, I've not let myself down. I want to leave you with one final thought. Let me explain it first. After I got back from Morocco, I had an appointment with my therapist. If you've been following this podcast, you know I've recently started seeing a therapist because all of the things that I'm trying to work towards in life right now have been extremely overwhelming, scary, and more than anything, anxiety-producing. Trying to figure out how to restart a new chapter in life is not easy and comes with a lot of emotional and physical ups and downs. I figured I might as well try to get the most out of my current health insurance and see a therapist as much as I can while I can. So far, I've been seeing her weekly for the last six weeks. In this week's session with my therapist, I was talking to her about me feeling so stuck in this catch-22 cycle of knowing I can't control the future. but still trying to control the future. Why am I so focused on trying to control the future to prevent myself from experiencing failure in this new side hustle venture? Let me give you a quick little recap. I am working now towards starting the side hustle business so that I can quit my nine-to-five job at some point and start living a life that will bring me purpose and fulfillment. While I'm making steps towards this new life, I'm also feeling too scared and overwhelmed to make the ultimate step forward, which would eventually be to quit my 9-to-5 job. I do have some time before I make this step, but there are also some days I feel like saying, fuck it, I just want to quit impulsively. Luckily for now, the impulse to actually quit is something I won't follow through with because, honestly, I'm just too scared. This is a step I know I will have to take eventually, but at the same time, the thought of it literally makes me sick to my stomach. The loss of security makes me want to throw up. I genuinely have these physical feelings when I start to think about it. My therapist told me something that I thought I would share with you that was pretty helpful. She explained to me that we have three brains. The first is your actual brain. The one that thinks with logic and reason to help you plan and strategize appropriately. The second is your heart, which is guided by emotions. And the third brain is your gut, which is guided by impulse or instinct. At different times in life for different decisions we have to make, we're guided by one of the brains more than the other. I would say most of my adult life so far, I've been guided by my gut. Taking impulsive decisions to quit different jobs in the past, either to travel the world or quitting without having any plans because I was just unhappy. Even the move to Dubai without a job was a very impulsive decision. But I always felt like in those scary moments that even if it didn't work out, I would be okay. I didn't think twice about the unknown. I knew I was smart enough to eventually figure things out and that everything would work out. This time, things feel very differently. I don't feel like my old self. This is the first time where my actual brain has fully taken over and I'm only acting on logic and reason, which really is not a bad thing. It has forced me to plan things more for the long term, but it is also starting to get to the point where it's holding me back from taking the actual jump into the unknown. My heart and my gut both want to take this leap of faith to start my own small business and go find what will bring me long-term purpose in life. But my brain is adding so much doubt and fear that I feel so stuck at the same time. I feel like this time, I don't have the luxury of just seeing how it goes. It feels like my future has to go exactly how I envision it to be. Or if it doesn't, it means I have now failed in life. And being in my mid-30s, failure feels like a luxury I cannot afford anymore. So my therapist said, we have to let our gut and our heart lead the way sometimes, because otherwise our brains may fully stop us in our tracks. And if I let my logical brain take over too much, I may never go through with my plan of starting a side hustle. And if I don't go through with it, I know 100% I will live the rest of my life with regret and not having at least tried to build this new life I want to have. Everything in me wants to do whatever it takes now to control the future, even though I know it's impossible to even control how tomorrow will go. But if I feel like I can control my future, then I feel like it'll be safe for me to take that leap of faith. Again, I know no one can control the future, So you see how this nonstop vicious cycle is going in my head? It's been going on like this for a year and a half now. My therapist told me to start making a list of things to complete that will help me feel like it would be safe to quit. The logical brain is doing what it's supposed to be doing to keep us safe. So instead of working against it, work with it. And having a list will make me realize some important logical things have been ticked off. This will leave room for my heart and my gut to push me in the direction I want to go. So I started working on this list. Here's what I have so far. Number one, pay off my student debt. Yes, I know. I am one of those that still hasn't finished paying off my school loans. I don't really want to talk about it. Number two, get all my doctor's appointments done before my health insurance ends. Number three. Purchase my company stock options that have been allotted to me. After six and a half years, I have a pretty decent size. Number four, figure out how much money I can put aside for investments on a monthly basis, starting now. Number five, have a target number in mind for my savings account. Number six, purchase what is known here in Dubai as a golden visa. This will give me residency in Dubai for 10 years versus the two years I get through my company. This golden visa will also allow me to freely come in and out of Dubai, even when I don't have a job in the future. And number seven is a major one. It is to start the egg freezing process this year. I know, I kind of dumped that one on you. I plan on talking more about this when the time comes, because if you're like me, and a female, you have so many questions about this process. I just know it's an important step for my future, so I have to figure this out now. Also, my company currently pays for a good chunk of the cost, so I definitely need to take advantage of this while I can. I'll be thinking of a few more things to add to this list and share with you my final version of things to complete before taking the scary leap of faith into the unknown world of entrepreneurship. So if you are wanting to make a big change in your life, but feeling too scared to take that major step forward, I recommend that you make a list of things you want to complete that will make you feel more comfortable and confident in taking that big step forward towards the unknown. Okay, that's it. In next week's episode, we will get into product samples for the beach bag. I'm so excited. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get this podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at Over underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.